everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Slay the Stars, our Core 3 recap. We've released two other recap episodes, and if you listen to all three, you'll be ready to hop into the show in Core 4, which starts at episode 48. This episode is also useful for anyone who needs a little refresher on the story so far, because it's been... a lot. The whole core focuses on Zem and Char's dealings in Annenfell and starts with episode 33, Honored Guests. This was our first look into Annenfell, this futuristic, almost idyllic city apart from the rest of the world. It's clean, there are floating trolleys, we met Turiel, the captain of the guards who becomes a friend. We also learn about hospitals and get our first look at the ship in the center of the city. Zem and Char also spent the night in jail, waiting to have an audience with the elvish nobility in the morning. So my question for both of you, just to kind of round this part out, is like, what were your first impressions of Annenfell? I'm going to be very honest. I have a really <clears throat> difficult time playing D&D um, in any setting other than like your typical fantasy setting. So I wasn't prepared. But as you were describing things um, and as we were dealing with like the trolley and whatnot, um, I quickly got on board. It was a lot of fun discovering things and just having like that l small little nods to convenience and advancements and that kind of thing was a lot of fun. I loved it. Um, if, I think throughout the cor course of this core, uh, Char very much was James Marsden in Enchanted. Oh, yeah. Like, completely out of place, but it still worked. I mean, he didn't attack a bus, but I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Give it time. There no, still just time. pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pigeons. I, I love the, the joke in the background that Shark cannot get along with animals in general. Especially birds. It's, yeah, especially birds. Although, given what he did before, justified. Yeah. You mean in that tree? Yep. <laughs> it's a trauma. <laughs> That was no what a good moment. What a good moment. I still have some of those feathers. <laughs> oh. The bag of holding is just full of them. I do, because I got a bunch from um Kai as well. You did. You also didn't you get like a bone from Kai? Like lots. a I got lots. You got a bunch of she shit. She has so much creepy stuff. I love it. It's fine. You have creepy craft time in one of the upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we do cre 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 wow. <laughs> creepy craft time with Jen? Yes. Oh my gosh, that that'd be great Patreon content. So I'm just saying, creepy craft time. One hundred percent, this is happening. Okay. Good luck getting me to focus for the rest of this session. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, on that note, we jump into episode thirty-four. What the elves know. We get lots of interesting moments that further illustrate that Annenfell is a very different place than anything we've seen before. We see the statue of Einbel Thor, the hero of the Age of Splendor for the first time, but the biggest piece here was the meeting with Rena Alharen, Annenfell's second and the daughter of the current king. Zem and Char were honest with Rena, and she was fairly forthcoming with them. They spoke about the orb and considered what Nexus could possibly want with it. Zem and Char also manifested their celestial selves for the first time, revealing Zem's inky darkness and contrast to Char's pure light. Rena told the story of Ayn sealing Nex away in the orb and enlightened us all to exactly what the stakes are if this item were to be used, or worse, opened. So I want to talk about the moment where you manifested this like celestial piece of yourselves because I mean, we've talked about it in the past how you felt like discovering the celestial ancestry and sort of having your, your race 
changed in the middle of a game. But like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Are there any thoughts or theories that you want to put out into the world about what you're currently feeling or thinking this could mean or how it happened? Um, well, I, so first of all, I was completely blindsided, completely blindsided. That was such a fun, um, thing to discover. Um, we've, we've had this conversation before though, where I love, I love playing in your games because I know that I can give you like general ideas and throw things out and you're going to take those and run with it. And I, I love that. Um, I don't really like writing super in-depth backgrounds because I feel like it can get in the way. Um, and that like we are able to then work together to make things make sense. And sometimes that gets amended down the road. Um, I know this seems like an aside, but like this was that same sort of, it was fun to be given that to discover about myself. Cause like, think about you in the real world. Like, I don't fully know completely who I am. I discover things about myself all the time. So this was, this was really cool. Um, as far as how or where it's going, I do have some theories. I don't really know that I, I want to talk about them though. Um, I don't know which parent. I, I have warring ideas. Um, and they're not cohesive enough to talk about, which is why this sounds so stupid right now. <laughs> no, it's not stupid. It's, I'm, I am so interested to hear where your thoughts are. That's all. So, yeah, there's good. I think for, so like it would make sense for Zamira's mother to go after power and to be the one to initiate. Like that's very on brand. Absolutely. But I think that there's a certain amount of, like, cool mirroring if it wasn't Zem's mother but Zem's father. Because, like, why were they ever together in the first place? It's a good question. Right? Because, like, what we know of the two of them, he does not fit her bill. And, like, no. I cannot fathom why they would have ever gotten together unless he had something up his sleeve. So to me, it feels like this could have been that thing to, like, pull her in or whatever. Um, or maybe he really, like, wanted to be with her and I don't know. I don't know. There's just – there's a lot of possibilities and I, I think that it would be um, surprising in a cool way if it was her father as opposed to her mother. But, like, as far as how they went about doing it, no clue. <laughs> No clue. Yeah, I'm getting super Rumpelstiltskin vibes from yeah. a lot of this. And it's... it. That literally never dawned on me, but that's yeah. funny. <clears throat> yeah. Um, But with Shark's parents, it, you... Like, Zem's father makes... It's endlessly fascinating to me. His place in the world. But Shark's parents, it's not that they intrinsically never made sense to him inherently he just disagreed with it on a fundamental level um so they make more sense to make that kind of deal in my head but zem's parents very confusing to me so that's why i can't really form a cohesive theory because the evidence is just so opposite direction 
Yeah, I, I. But to answer your actual question, uh, no, I did not. I was not prepared for that, <laughs> and that one did actually throw me for a loop. But yeah. now going back and listening to the music, knowing that Isaac knew that, really pisses me off that I didn't <laughs> think about that to start. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of stuff that sort of reveals itself as we go, and I, I'm not a DM who writes everything down and like this is the story from the very beginning. But that moment, that this thing has always. 100% been a part of the story since the very beginning. Um, and so, like, that reveal is one of my favorites from the entire campaign so far. And you finally getting the last piece of that puzzle. Mm. I will sleep so much better <laughs> when we finally get there. You know what? Um, I don't want to say bothers me, but, like, is a constant question in my head is that when we had that moment, and granted, the number of people that we revealed ourselves to it has been kept really small. But I don't understand how nobody ever made the comparison to what is happening and what Zem, what her revelation looks like, like her inky darkness. Because there's a lot dealing with her one-on-one -on -one where you're like, this bitch is a lot. But like, also, she's young and energetic and in general seems to be doing things to like help people not mm -hmm. just like not completely for her own sake but to see that and to to have a memory as old as the elves do collectively how did nobody like nobody's ever questioned her nobody has ever made any statements around her about like what influenced this blows my mind mm -hmm. and they could be they could be having those conversations behind closed doors but um nobody's asking her nobody's probing well i mean some people were clearly asking questions because you both ended up on a list well right but i'm saying like not here yeah, yeah. what the elves know and the orb and where the orb comes from and what it means and like the tie in there like mm -hmm. now i'm singing hamilton <laughs> <laughs> That happens to me at least once a day, every day. Something reminds me I start singing Hamilton. I've still never seen it. Oh, my God. We'll, 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 I'll give you my Disney Plus password. <laughs> I have it. I just haven't watched oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, we're fine. <laughs> just need to watch it. From here, we go to one of the last just full-on happy episodes we've had, <laughs> which was <laughs> episode in, 35. Well, and it, it wasn't even fully happy. We'll get to that. Episode what? 35, So and Tell, is a shopping episode. Light-hearted fun, uh, which we're definitely known for. We get a ton of good information about Annenfell, and one of my favorite moments, which was Char going to the doctor's office, where he learned about physical healing, and he was scarred for life. <laughs> uh, they also Literally. Had a, yeah. <laughs> you guys had a great time at the fancy tailor. Um, but it's the end of the episode that gets a little spicy because Zem is busy uh, mentally messaging her love interest while Reese, the sister of the elf who stole the orb for Nexus, breaks into Char's room and stabs him. Ouch. And we'll learn more about that in the next episode. But my question for you regarding this one is how much do you hate that every time I give you a happy moment, something horrible immediately happens? I mean, oh, that's I just life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's just life. Like, that's real life. That's fantasy life. That's just what fucking happens. Yeah. And I also think I've mentioned this before to you specifically, and you got mad at me, but then you still do it. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I don't trust anything that you give us <laughs> ever because I know you're immediately going to be like, stab. 
Yeah. Listen, at least, like, I, I let you have, like, there are, there are good things here. I just then stab you from the periphery. Yeah. Strap in. <laughs> We're not done with this core recap yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there could be a little space, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whiplash is so good. You know, like, oh, look, Char is getting flirted with by this cute tailor. Stab. Oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Who was doing the stabbing did surprise me, but I knew it was coming. Uh, episode 36, A Sister's Love. Char has another dream of that throne room, the one where he met Adria weeks ago. And he's awoken from the dream by a dagger in his chest, and a quick fight breaks out with Reese. Char and Zem are able to subdue her. Reese is arrested. Um, this is an example of where bad roles on my part saved your asses in a big way. Because Reese should probably have been able to take one of you out. I didn't really want her to go to prison. That whole story arc was not what I had planned, but still really interesting. Um, You're over two on (laughs) having somebody either go down or be captured. Yeah, yeah. Every time I try to, to like, capture one of you, uh, you almost kill them. You kill them or almost kill them. So, um, but I want to know, I want to know about that moment. How are you guys feeling in that moment? You were almost assassinated. The throne room fascinates me. Because I'm desperately looking for it in the world now mm-hmm. because I know it's somewhere. I just don't know where. But being stabbed, completely expected. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the way that that went about, though, I think that if there was a point where she threw a poison knife at Zem, Sharp yeah. probably would have lost his shit at that. And the fight would have gone a different, different route. Because if you notice most of that fight, he didn't use magic. Yeah. Well, and I pointed it out in another, I don't know if it was in one of our AMAs or if it was in the episode itself. But she threw the poison dagger at Zem Mm -hmm. because she was clearly okay with just killing Zem immediately. But she didn't poison you. Yeah, she wanted me to suffer. So she had other plans. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like I said, 0 for 2 on captures. Yeah. Um, I didn't just notice this, but I noticed it again. How fucking good the name of this name, the name of this name, the name of this episode is because there's too many sisters that this could be put to, um, real or Mm self-appointed. And I, it's just, it's so good. Um, so good. Yeah, uh, from the dream to Zamira to Reese, um, just all around. Uh, I this is sort of like her bread and butter, Zem's bread and butter. Like this is what she does. She does not control her emotions and flies off the handle in favor of doing anything she can for Shar. So, um, I think that the I don't, I actually don't remember. Did, was it, it wasn't revealed in this episode what Char was doing, like, after the fact. It was a couple episodes later, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, from there, we move on to episode 37, Ellen Istanome. Uh, you had to file the police report on what happened with Reese, and then you go to the school. 
the Elena Sonome, the Wizarding School in Annenfell. Char got some picture books, along with some useful manuals on glass and stonework. Zem spent her time glancing at more like popular fiction, but also finds herself in the Spellbook Repository, where she meets her tutor, Erevan. This is a fairly cozy episode, actually. Nothing bad happens. Um, so we're not even going to talk about it. We're going to go right to episode 38. Hold on. Whoa. Oh, we have to talk about this? No. Okay. Well, I just have the briefest of, like, the number of books that Zamira currently has. It's so many books. Um, not to give anything away, but the next time we find ourselves traveling... Um, Zem's going to be paying a whole lot of attention to all of those books that she has. Um, it's She's ready to spend time discovering. Um, so, good. Yeah, Also, I love a good fantasy library. Yeah. The fact that you made this like a pocket dimension space library that is just huge. Yeah. My main characters that I play are artificers and wizards. And I was just like, I can't nerd out about this right now. <laughs> my my brain went very M.C. Escher about it. Like it, it, That's exactly <laughs> what I was picturing in my brain, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, super fun. So, yeah, so kudos is what I wanted to say more than anything because I love a goddamn library. Yeah, I, I love it as well. Um, and also I love how out of place we were. You're so I out of place. I loved how out of place. They're just like, who is that? And, we have to walk to the other end of the, the library. And also so, like, accepting. And can I just actually, can I just say that Zem in all her freaking haughtiness and, like, mm, okay, I'm sure your library is adorable, and then walking in is exactly the reason why representation matters and that everyone should get out of their fucking bubble and go experience <laughs> other cultures. I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. That's the only time I think you've been truly humbled, though. Like like that. Like yeah. we're like, nope, I was wrong. I am so sorry. Well, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite parts about Annenfell, I think, is because there were so many moments that Zem had to deal with that emotion in particular, right? So many moments where she was talking to these other wizards to just random be like like Turiel. Saying, like, oh, I'm just the captain of the guards because I'm not that magically talented. And then him being like, yeah, I'm, like, the fifth circle or something. And Zen being like, <laughs> that's not magically talented here? <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, oh, he's a paladin. Fuck. Yeah. But, like, like Zem handled it so well. And, Jen, you role-played it so well because, like, obviously Zem didn't just, like, take it. You know, she didn't like those feelings, but she had to work through them. And we got to see that discomfort, but also, like, the the acceptance. Like, yes, like, I've worked to do. <laughs> yeah, and, like, willingness to put in work. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get that. And, and not just, and, like, not to skip ahead, but, like, not just at the library, but, like, in every way that she's lacking, she's like, I'm not gonna be caught unaware ever again. Yes. And when we get to episode 44, which we will in this recap, we can talk a little more about that conversation with a certain person mm-hmm. that touches on a lot of the things we learned throughout and this Even course. when you're training too, like there was a bar set for you, like do this first and then move on. And you weren't like, how dare you? You're like, you know what? No, no, you're right. I need to hit that first and I absolutely shouldn't be trying to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. It's just it, the, the character development for you was just amazing. 
This it's funny because I I've had this I don't know if I've had this conversation with you Arthur but I've had this conversation with Leah a couple of times where I'm like I really really wanted to spend more time and more bail and I I don't want to say disappointed but I was bummed that we moved on so quickly because I wanted I wanted to like find out more about everything there we were there very briefly um so I was like mm, okay and so like coming in um to Annenfell, it was sort of like, all right, we're here. It's probably going to be more of the same. We'll get some information and move on. And then we like found a home and like, not just a place to stay, but like a home here and acceptance from these people and like willingness to train us. Like we had not experienced any of that ever, ever. Like we've had to always claw and and you know whatever to get to where we are we were at so like this was this was like a really cool change of pace and so like those little like flirt with the tailor and then get stabbed in the chest was like minor in comparison to the overall goodness that we received we were about to be so fucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the thing too i don't know if we've talked about this i know i've talked to you about this because we had the scripting done for uh with gideon Mm -hmm. um gideon kicked him out of the the glassworks because Shar was getting ready to just like have like a mediocre life he was going to settle down and it's it, the mediocre life in Annenfell is so different than what it would have been back at um, Saltspire. Saltspire, because in Saltspire it would have been wallowing in self pity, but in Annenfell it would have been like, no, I have the ability to improve myself and everybody else around me here. Yeah, it, it's just amazing that that's there's such that dichotomy, just from experiencing the world. Oh, I want. Okay, we have to be off the rails a little more because there is something I want to talk to you about, but there's, like, no time to address this in other moments, and I'm thinking about it now. Talking about a mediocre life and exceeding, you know, what aspirations you had for yourself before this campaign started, along the same lines as talking about Zem's development, Char's development in this moment, because, like, he has been reliant on that connection with his god with Amara for so long and like he's found so much comfort in that and that's gotten him through a lot of the bad stuff he's done and to see him cut off from that and to see him having to struggle to sort of identify who he is without that connection has been so fascinating mm-hmm. yeah because it's, it's horrifying yeah I mean there's there's a reason that I almost did take a level in cleric, but I'm like, there. that wouldn't make any sense at the end of that. Well, and how cool is it, too? And, like, again, this is, like, the 400th time today we've I, – I've said this, but, like, that semi – like, sort of full circle moment of, like, the second that you can't have her – like, have that contact with her, you go back to Glassworks. Mm-hmm. Like, whether that was intentional or not, like, that was – that's just so cool because – even though it was different, you weren't like, I'm just going to settle into this. It was, I'm going to get better and I have things that I want to improve. And like, you have changed, but even still, it was like, okay, back to this manual labor, back to this like glass works. Yeah. It's the intent behind the actions as opposed to mm-hmm. just doing it. It's, Shar is kind of the person that I would want to be if I was younger too. Just somebody who's willing to do and sift through the shit without really 
being sad about it or pissed yeah. off at the world. Yeah. So, yeah, when you guys say Shara's too good, I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of the point. And he will absolutely turn the murder if Zem gets hurt, 100%. Oh, really? I'm not shocked. We're about to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to full stop your no, skipping you're past this episode. No, I do think it's funny that I was like, we're going to skip past this one, and then no. we got real into real it. Real into but, it, yeah. Uh, episode 38, Light Treason. So <laughs> Zem and Shara attended... <laughs> <laughs> Such a good name. <laughs> anyway. Listen. Uh, hold on. Okay. Viewers. Listeners. Listeners. People of the world. If you're not paying attention to the names, you should be. You should be. They're really good most of the time. <laughs> and there's there's there have been so many moments where I've been like at home and either thinking about something or re-listening to an episode or working through art or documenting in some some capacity where I've been like, you son of a bitch. And I've sent <laughs> Leah that message exactly like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> also, I, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, the, you know, you, you guys went to dinner with uh, Rena. Istin, Turiel, and Reg. Reg is back in this episode. In the flesh. In the flesh. Uh, and you started to plan what you were going to do about Nexus having this orb. Um, Reg also successfully negotiated Rafe's, uh, Rafe's entry into Annenfell. And uh, you left with this new group of uh, compatriots at your disposal, feeling pretty good. But on the way back to your hotel, you passed the dry dock in the ship. And on the deck of the ship, you saw the white-cloaked man from all those nights ago at Ascension Point. How shocked were you? What went through your minds in that moment? Before or after the fireball? I, I, think, the, <laughs> I think the fireball happened in the next episode. So, you know... I was not, I was not shocked. I mean, in that, like, I wasn't expecting it right then, Mm -hmm. but, like, I was expecting to see a reemergence, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because I think the the poetic part was that you were the one that rolled really high to see it, I think, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, uh, we ended that episode with me going, you motherfucker! We did. (laughs) Yep. That was the episode. Did I beep it at the end? I forget. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, because isn't that the one where it just ends with like beep? You know what? The episode goes off. I'm pretty sure. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> clever editing. And then other times, <laughs> listen, your editing is always clever. It's it cracks a, me up. There's sometimes I'm like, what the fuck was I doing when I? Because I listen to every episode on Tuesday when it drops, and I'm like, oh. I can tell. I can tell when you're exhausted um, and editing. Like there's just there's a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, he was real tired. <laughs> And it's not bad. It's just, like, I can just tell, like, yeah. there's that edge. Well, <laughs> you get used to, like, where I have been and then where I am. And I'm, you're like, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's not that it's bad. It's just, the, like, I I don't know. It, it gets, like, a little extra goofy or something. I don't know. Video game sound effects are my jam. And they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, so speaking of clever episode titles, I need to point this one out. Because I think Jen was the one. That actually came with the episode title. So back in episode 14. Jesus Christ. There was an episode titled Betrayals Begin With Trust. And in that episode, I, well, not I, we revealed that Dalius had betrayed Zem during one of her pendulum readings. She had no context for the information, just 
that piece. So the episode title was based on it. And so when I was naming episode 39, I sent a message to Jen and Arthur and I said, look, like I need a title that plays on this and I'm struggling. And Jen was like, immediately, boom, got you. Episode 39, Trust Ends with Betrayal. So clever. So clever. I think that's one of the things that I love about both of you being able to like have that side of it because I'm ironically I'm the one that writes poetry but I'm like I got nothing for fucking titles. <laughs> titles are hard. <laughs> titles are hard. I'm real good at names. I'm terrible at names. Listen. <laughs> Holy shit, we still have to pick a name for the group. <laughs> I, I know. No, I, don't say it. Jen's going to be hyper focused again. No, I'm going to be hyper focused. <laughs> Listen. Um, so one of our Patreons came up with a name that is acceptable. It's acceptable. Listen to me. Acceptable. But like, <laughs> we haven't, but like, but, um, I don't know. Like it makes, it makes perfect sense. Um, anyway, what I'm trying to say here <laughs> is that if you provide me with a name, I'm terrible at remembering that name, but if you say, I need a name for this and this is what it should feel like, I can give it to you immediately. Whatever. But yeah. like... <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Arthur just threw something at me. Well, I tried to do that, but um, it fell out of my head. <laughs> but, I'm being abused. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Did you just poke your D4? It's a D4! <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're off the rails. Hold on, hold on. I did that when we played Trumanji. You're like, stop fucking stabbing yourself. (laughs) I switched out my dice. So Arthur switches out his die for every every core. core. I decided I was going to do it every 50 episodes. Uh, One of this dice that was very, very kindly gifted to me from... um, Our number one... Our, Patron, our, our number, number one, one fan. Yeah. Do we name them or yeah. just? No, yeah, we have to. Okay. That's part of the deal. Okay. Um, so, Kay um, mm-hmm. sent us these dice and like, they're so cool. And I was saving them and I'm using it now. And I keep setting my freaking hand on it and stabbing myself on the sharpest D4 in existence. <laughs> Might as well be made with razors. <laughs> um, anyway, my point was. I can come up with the name immediately, but I'm also going to forget that as well. So someone documented or I'm screwed. <laughs> um, back on topic. Which <laughs> the episode. Now? 39. Trust ends with betrayal. Zem screamed at the white cloaked figure who retaliated with a fireball. There's like a, a big fight. Boom, boom, boom is going off on and the deck I'm of the, the ship. emotional one. And then all of a sudden, Char rips this guy's hood off, revealing... Zem's former teacher, friend, and father figure, Dalius Ashgard. He pleaded with Zamira to trust him, go with him, to give him a chance to explain. Zem replied that she couldn't trust him, wouldn't go anywhere with him. He escaped via a few dimension door spells. Motherfucker. And after all was said and done, Zem and Reg returned to the inn while Shaw ran back to Arena to let her know what happened, deciding to stay there as a safety precaution. Um, so... I mean, the main thing to talk about here is, like, the elephant in the room, right? The dailyest reveal. We talked a little bit about, like, our feelings on that. I remember sitting in my <laughs> kitchen over Chinese food, and you said, yeah, Jen thinks it's dailyest. And I'm like, really? Still? And then you came down here and did that shit to I'm me? Not, I'm not a good person, guys. <laughs> you ruined Kung Pao chicken for me. <laughs> okay, so listen. Listen. <laughs> Um, uh, I... Don't try to justify your evil actions. It's fine. Just continue. (laughs) I, 
here's the deal, right? It, it had to be Dalius. It always had to be Dalius. I talked about that a little bit. And it was either in the public AMA or the Patreon AMA. I think it was from the Patreon. Month. I can't remember. But regardless, it had to be Dalius. I left enough time to give people some doubt and to also sow some seeds of doubt <laughs> on my own. But I want to talk about Zem and Shar's feelings in that moment. Because we've talked about our personal feelings, but not the character's feelings. What did Zem feel in that moment seeing Dahlia stand there? I mean, I'm sure she had her suspicions, but I'm curious. Um, so Z- Zamira's not good at, like, actually um, taking stock of how she feels and sifting through that and working through those things. The second it gets real, the second it gets big, there is, like, a deep, dark hole that she buries that shit in. Yeah. Um, any kind of big anything. So I, in that moment, it was like, it's almost like that pit opened up. And you you know that feeling. You know when something terrible is, like, right on the precipice and you just feel this, like, gaping hole that's essentially how she was feeling in that moment. Um, but she pushed the feeling in and then stepped away. Because, yeah. like, that's... She's not ready. Um, and I think it's because she has... in To reflect on that, she has to reflect on herself. Yeah. Uh, which she won't do. Yeah. Mm, anytime soon. <laughs> Shar, how did you feel in them? Because uh, you got a little murdery. Well, it was Shar realized that it was Dalius, mm-hmm. and then when he dimension doored, and you said you're passive, you can see it pop over behind a warehouse. I'm like, no, he's he's going to run after him. Mm-hmm. No, he hurt Zem. Like that's that's game on. We're good. I yeah. mean, we even had like the, the. It was one of my favorite moments. Was the essentially the Captain America Black Panther running scene from Infinity War, with Reg and Char going up to the ship to start that. Yeah, it was. Really and then good. Reg got fucking stunned for. He did. <laughs> six he was rounds. held the whole the fight. Whole time. Mm-hmm. He was. He was so pissed. He about was that. so mad. That's what happens when you're a not very wise rogue, though. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing is, Char. Um, like, he pulled out all the stops because he realized it was Dalius. Yeah. And if they had him on the ropes to the point where he was dimension doing away, they might never get that chance again. Yeah. I want to talk about this moment, too, because there was a split second there where you said you were chasing him. And I had to reflect on who Dalius was a person very quickly in that moment, right? Because there were two options, right? Dalius continues to run or Dalius waits and lets Shar catch up. And finishes the job because Shar was pretty hurt in that moment because he had been hit with a cone of cold, and, and so a fireball and a fireball. Mm-hmm. And I was and so I was thinking really hard about this. I was like, "Is Dalius going to run, or would Dalius send a message?" And I ultimately, obviously, decided on he's running because that fits with who he is more. Right? He he's not a murderer, which we see later. In a big way. He's not great at at accepting like huge consequences, but he's not afraid to do bad stuff to yeah, get what he wants. Right. But like if it's he's self-serving to the point of not being a murderer because it wouldn't have done anything for him. It's almost worse because he's so cold. Yeah. He gives 
no fucks about anyone but himself and yeah. like the the power that he can attain. I do think he cares for Zem a little bit though. But the problem is he cares for himself way more. Well, he thinks that he cares for Zamira. That's that's a better way to put it. Yes, he thinks he cares for Zamira. In his mind, he cares in this is a little probably more than people actually need to know, but in Dalius's mind, he cares for Zamira in the way that he would care for a daughter. And that is terrifying to think about because that is not how people should treat other people. Like other pe- people, period, but especially those that they think that they love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. So, and so him deciding not to kill Shar in that moment, it was probably less like, I don't want to kill somebody for the sake of killing people. It was more like, if I do this, I'm never going to get Zamira to, to trust me and go along with this plan I have. So it wouldn't actually benefit me to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Not because he actually has like a qualm about doing it. And I think if this had happened when they were not in Annenfell, Shar also would probably not have gone after him. Yeah. Because this is not only just a fracture of Zem's world, this was a fracture of the peace in general. It was. It was. Like, this was a giant sledgehammer to the, oh, yeah, everything's still bad. Yeah, because that's the one thing about being in Annenfell. And even though, like, you were separated from your god and we couldn't really get, like, messages in and out, like, all that kind of stuff, it was a protective bubble for us as well like even being cut off so Mm -hmm. yeah it was a reprieve yeah Yeah. i mean you didn't have your nightmares and char though he was lonely without amara i mean it's he knew she was still there Mm -hmm. because multiple times you had even mentioned it through like you felt the warmth of the Mm -hmm. the amulet but i mean that was just rough yeah core three the reprieve yeah it was a little we bit should of start that. naming the cores. The deep oh, breath. Oh, we should. The deep breath. We should. We should name the cores. It's a good idea. All right. Episode forty: Truth and Trust. Shar in this episode receives a gift from Rena, which is an insignia pin tied to the royal family of Annenfell that helps to increase his constitution and links him to the city and its people. He also spoke with Reese and decided to help her and did some work at the Glass Forge. Zen did some strength training with the town guards, received a trunk of new clothing from Rena, and headed off to the Ellen Estenome to train with Erevon. So back in the last core... Zem met with the goddess Nox, who bestowed a boon on her, um, trying to win her over to her side. And that boon ended up being the magic initiate feat. And after that, Arthur, jokingly, asked when he was going to get something cool. And I said, I had something in mind, but it was going to take a hot minute. And that was whenever I, I kind of knew that I wanted to give Char something that was tied to the elves, tied to... because. It just sort of naturally came around that Rena and Shar had this like this connection, right? They they vibed really well together. I'm not talking romantically. I'm talking just like in general, they seem to have like an understanding. Um, but Arthur, how was the payoff? Was it everything you dreamed? Um, was that that was the episode where we we actually did that remote, right? Yes, episode I, 40 was I remember remote. muting my mic and you found it later. I just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a fun moment. Such a good time. That was one of those, like, it was so clipped we couldn't even kind of keep it. And I, <laughs> and I knew that was going to be the case. Um, but I, I think that there was also a moment of like, I, I, it's so weird. Because when I DM, and even before, we play in very high magic systems. Mm-hmm. And comparatively, this is a very low magic system it is. of, oh, l- magic items are still very rare. And that was also another boon of being an Annenfell is everything is fucking magic. Yeah. yeah. 
and it was just like, oh, this is normal. Uh, okay. Um, is there like magic items? You're like, I have an idea. Yes. <laughs> You'll be fine be- because you got magic initiate, which was needed and necessary because sorcerers don't have enough fucking spells. It's true. Bugs That's the true. shit out of me. So I'm happy for you. That's not what I <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy for you, but also. <laughs> so be- because it was necessary because there was going to be a point where we don't have what spells we need. Uh, especially with me taking potentially another another level of monk after and not take getting that that upper echelon of uh full caster um it's going to be rough so i was happy with that but then the fact that it ties me to Annenfell also felt very i think i, I even tried to give it back you did you did at and one point like, you were like, like i can't no. accept this like i this is this is not okay like is is, is it honoring as this is I don't fucking deserve this. I'm just some schmuck from Saltzbier. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was a little bit of a... I think that's also another part that pushed him with um, Reese as well. It's just like, let's, let's actually do some good. Yeah. Here. Hell yeah. It was good. Uh, episode 41, The Order of the White Dove. Uh, both Zem and Shar transported into a game of Shrumanji, available for listening over on Game Master Monday. It was so good. So good. Check it out. Um, there's going to be a link in the description as well, so you can head right over to their uh, website to hear it. Um, when you woke up from that, you spent some time with Reg, had a nice dinner, went about your business, uh, and Zem spent the night in Shar's room because a bad reading from her pendulum had her spooked. Um, in Shar's room? Yeah. Remember, you watched him make uh, holy, holy water, water and you fell asleep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then you made a joke about being stabbed on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but the, You're like, this room is cursed. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> the main thing I want to talk about here from this episode, because we haven't talked about it yet uh, on a recording, is, oh, my God, how good was Shramanji? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good. I It was so much. Like, when we were done, like, playing and slash recording, my face hurt from laughing and smiling the whole time mm-hmm. for, like, hours straight. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Um, the The technical aspect really pissed me off because you guys couldn't hear me over Zoom. Yeah, oh, yeah. I my mic was so loud in the recordings that I ended up having to send. I had to like declip a lot of it. Hmm. I was I not happy with that. On. I don't know. I, I have a new interface. We're gonna fix it. Uh, but I mean, it was some of the most fun I've had playing a one shot yeah. of a game since like early on when we did our Christmas one shots. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have to do that again this year. Like making each other's characters is just absolutely fascinating. 100%. Um, But being able to flex as not Char, but Char, absolutely hilarious. It was so much fun. And. The murderous shrew that Char became. Hilarious. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, Grant is brilliant. I mean, just the, the way he puts games together. It was so funny. Um, and nobody runs a one-shot like Grant. I mean, that's what they do over there, right? They run a different game, different, um, you know, different system, different cast every episode. Like, that is mind-boggling to me. Um, and to be able to put out such quality episodes is so good. It's so good. Um, getting to play Karina was so much fun. Um, 
And, you know, there's a there's a little lore there. You know, why would she have shown up like that? I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to find out later. I genuinely thought you were going to pull Karina to Annenfell from that episode, yeah. just in general. That pops up in my brain a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting that you guys have this connection with her. Um, I was actually considering just playing Dell. That was what I was going to do, was have Dell come in with this book, give it to you, you open it, same thing, be Dell. But then there's just like this little voice in the back of my head that was like, or you could uh, drop some interesting information just by having her show up. So, and I, I, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, like, I really kind of love the fact that, like, it's now canon in our world that there are subplots <laughs> within the walls. <laughs> like, that is so cool to me that, like, we're going to be traveling again eventually and, like, just watch a little shrew prance along the trail and be like, aw. <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Yep. It was also, first of all, we will never burn a house down ever. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, there's maybe one. Maybe I can't two. make that promise. <laughs> Specifically with a white dove. We will, I will protect that hotel. <laughs> yeah. But um, I had a thought and it was... It was gone. Gone. Sorry. No, it wasn't your fault. It was just like I had it and I'm like, all right. It's like when a computer like condenses all the information and gets ready to like (laughs) exposit. It condensed it and then it just deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) Zip file gone. All right. Well, if you think of it, we can come back to it. Um, But I'm going to jump to the next episode, which was cleverly named episode 42, Hindsight. Um, because we, before, so it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense unless you watch the next episode. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the kicker for why this episode title makes so much sense doesn't come until episode 46. So <laughs> a month later, um, but we had already recorded that far ahead. So I knew, and it was so good. Uh, Char went to see Rena before Reese's trial, begged her to show Reese mercy. Uh, Rena hesitantly agreed. That was 100% my fault, too. Fucking char. I, w- I meant to do it the night before, and then I'm like, oh, right, I didn't do that. Forgot. And it was, like, hyper-correcting, like, fuck. It was, it was really fun, though, because I got to play pissed-off Rena. <laughs> so that was good. Um, you also made a cool vase at the Glass Forge, uh, got some much-needed supplies to create more holy water, uh, and Zem visited Istin. And tried to befriend him a little bit. And, uh... Hand gestures. Lots of hand gestures. <sighs> Lots of hand gestures. Stupid, like, spell child that answered the door. It yeah. infuriates me. Oh, it's so good. Also, this is the episode where you gave Shar his new and improved katana that you had enchanted by one of the mages uh, at the Ellen Estenome. So two questions here, one for each of you. The first one, which is probably the easier question to answer. Shar, in the moment where Zem gave you this katana that she had carved into this symbol that she created out of your names and she, you know, had it enchanted to make it more uh, sturdy, sturdier, whatever. Won't um, break from a goddamn fire <laughs> elemental again. Yeah, yeah. So in that moment, like, how was Shar feeling? Oh, he was stunned, just in general. Um, I think it's hard... It's hard sometimes because when we're rushing through certain episodes and certain scenes, you don't get to have, like, that moment of just, like, understanding and figuring out what's going on. But um, with Char in general, I think he was just stunned because the first katana meant so much 
to him yes. in general because of the two people that gave it to him, which was um, Xander and Ulrich. Because it was gifted to him from Ulrich via Xander before he was kicked out of the monastery. And now one of those people is gone. And the other one is just in a different world. So having something that that is because that was his lifeline up until when it snapped. Uh, and then now this is just a new lifeline for him. And that was when the world immediately being shattered with Dahlia showing up. And then that happened. I'm like, okay, there's there's still hope for going forward yeah. with him. Hmm. Zem, I have to tell you. That when you decided to go see Istin, I didn't foresee that coming. And knowing what I knew about Istin, I was like, well, I have to leave some hints <laughs> in this moment. But I can't be too heavy-handed about it because I need the reveal to still wait. Um, I want to know how you felt in the moment. What, what your initial perceptions were of Istin when you got to his place and saw all the amazing, wonderful things he was working on. Also kind of the creepy vibes he gave. You're talking to the wrong person. It's true. It's true. That's the, that's the good thing, though. It's like I can make things creepy and Jen slash Zem is never going to be off put by them. 100%. Um, I, I, there was a time in which I thought that I was a smart person. And then I realized playing at your table. <laughs> you are smart. Let's just backtrack for a moment. So here's How the thing. How dare you like, talk about my friend like that? I physically <laughs> bite you. Um, so the thing is, though, like, I'm a very detail-oriented person to my detriment. Like, I get, I get into the details that are so nuanced that they don't matter, and I miss the big picture. So, like, in those moments, I really looked at him as, like, the nutty professor, like, um, Merlin from the old animated cartoon, um, where he was just, like, a little off his rocker from all of the magic that he's been doing his whole life. So, like, I genuinely saw nothing coming. Um, in any capacity. <laughs> well, I think that that works out. This is something that works out for me really well a lot of the time because I am a big picture person, right? I love and, art. Love just mosaics. Yeah. Both of you are more detail-oriented. So it's really easy for me to distract you. <laughs> it with, it with is. Because, and the worst, I think the worst part about this partnership is the fact that like, Arthur is detail-oriented when it comes to words and mm -hmm. lore and that sort of thing. I'm detail-oriented when it comes to the color of the thing that you've chosen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, the shape of the thing. Is it sharp? Like, I want to, like, the tactile that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we don't communicate no. with each other. And we are never on the same wavelength. We are always opposite. We do not cross. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. And I think the irony is that, and this is probably a benefit of me going through and actually editing the episodes after, like you've taken that like first run through and like cutting out what you don't want and then I edit them. I knew going into that conversation where everybody lied. Mm -hmm. And now, but if it was about somebody that was part of my character, I probably would have fucking missed it. Yeah. That was just because I saw that happening and also... I got like different vibes than what you got from from him from the start. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, it's cute. Like, this is what, this is what happens. when I can't wait to be that when I get older. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, and that is such a, it's such an interesting uh, thread that has been woven throughout the entire story of this campaign, though, is Zem finding these people who are, you know, mages of some sort, a little power hungry, a little creepy, and Char being like, these are... These people don't give out good vibes. And Zen being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, how life is. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. It's been it's been fun. Which is ironic because Char sees the world like fucking rose colored. Yeah. And Zem should be all like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But in this just this circumstance in this this city, like not the case at all. Yeah. And it it's weird too that I would be so suspicious of everybody. And yet the this i'm just yeah maybe i'm so suspicious that i expect this and so when people give that to me i'm like yeah you know what it was it it was the dailyest thing that that i'm just like okay yep that's this this and this i understand it now because first of all um there was a book that was recommended to me it was a political book it's not important um but i saw all those things kind of line up and i'm like it has to be this or I'm a fucking moron and I've missed something else, which always happens, but this time it worked out. <laughs> well, speaking of Dalius, we're about to get into two of my favorite episodes that we have recorded so far, which is episode 43, We Need to Talk. Uh, Zem and Shar had dinner at Rena's. You begin to make plans for what your next move is, getting this orb back. Uh, the vibe is a little, um, like a little tense. You know, because different people have different ideas of what needs to do. And the idea of moving on from Annenfell is a little scary and having to uproot everything. Um, (laughs) But when you return to the inn and Zem goes into her room, she's ambushed by Dalius, who casts whole person on her, creates a telepathic, telepathic bond. And like, what a cliffhanger. But I want to hear your reactions to this moment because there's something that I think, you know, we felt that we were at the end of the episode. You both were sort of, like, uh, a little excited. Zem had an idea of, like, what she was going to do. She's going to go to Reg's room. And I said in the moment, something was basically like, what are the last things you say to each other? And neither of you, like, really picked up on how I worded You know that. why I did that that way, though? Was yeah. because I had mentioned during the course of that day that I wanted to ask the pendulum questions. Yes. And the way that you threw that out there, I'm like, oh, you, are you sure you don't want to do the pendulum tonight? I'm like, no, Shara's not going to mention it. Zim's clearly, like, on a on a cloud nine situation. I'm I know. let it go. But it was so good because you were you were distracted by this pendulum idea. Zem's distracted by this idea of like, I'm totally going to Reg's room. And I I literally just said, what are the last things you say to each other? And it was just like, oh, good night. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, and I, I love that. And I love that in that in those moments that that was like just more evidence of how young we are. Yes. Like how, yes, it felt so good. Uh-huh. How immature, like, I mean, we just like so there's a lot of Things that we've had to be mature about and we've handled as best as we can. But um, (laughs) we. No. (laughs) Yeah. Like we just it was like, but we are still kids almost, you know, so like, yeah, no, that was um, 
I, I liked <laughs> I liked that we were like, nah, man. <laughs> it was it was so good because it was like the least meta moment, right? Because normally as a dungeon master, you have to be really careful how you word things because you kind of tip your players off to stuff and then they're like, whoa, now I'm all of a sudden like I don't I don't want to open the door because you just said it that like you just said it that way, right? Do you check the handle? I mean, not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh how close are you standing to that door? Now I'm ten feet away now. What are you talking about? Right. So in that moment, to have you to have you guys I mean, I couldn't help myself. I had to say it that way because I was, like, so excited. And to have you guys just keep rolling with what you were doing, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, Which brings us into episode 44. Where would you go? Uh, Dalius pulled out all the stops in this episode, trying to find any way that he could to manipulate Zamira. He tried appealing to their previous close relationship. He tried enticing her with power, plying her with secrets, and ultimately resorted to threatening her. Uh, Char wasn't in this episode much. <laughs> yeah, because that one was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did have a good idea to break the ice with Alias by getting a little info on her and sending a bottle of wine to her room. So, uh, Zem, I want to know where your head was during this talk with Dalius because he was all over the place. Yeah. Desperation and despair. Mm-hmm. Uh, panic. <laughs> it was a, I will... If I have to, I will leave them to keep them safe, but I'm going to try everything that I can to not leave them if I can, if, if I can like figure out a way to get him to leave, um, which I think becomes clear again later on, um, her willingness to be like, I, I'm dangerous to you at this point. Mm -hmm. I think that she's. She's never going to trust him, but he is also not hitting her with the right things. And I don't want to tell you what that is. <laughs> I, I also think that that's the, the failings of someone who is self-focused. Yeah. It, holy, like it, it worked 100% because if he had been any kind of empathetic, he could have figured out. Yes. But he's not a manipulator. It, it, now, it, because if it had been like Genevieve in that situation – very different. Right. And I think, um, you know, he doesn't really get her motivations. She has tendencies and she has things that she wants, but ultimately he's not picking up on the thing that will get her to do what he wants. Thank God. If, if he had come like and approached you at the beginning of this arc, like right as the entrance to Annenfeld, do you think Zem would have gone with him at that point before all of the story and all of the people we've met? You mean when we were at, um... If, like that first like, night when we were in the hotel, hotel, inn, whatever. Oh, you mean once we were in Annenfeld? Yeah, that first night. If he had been like, look, this is the situation, this is what I can offer you, like, do you think Zem would have gone with no. him? No. No. If he had done that at the very beginning of the campaign, this would be a very different campaign Um, because she wouldn't have had any reason to not trust him. Um, The second that he didn't tell her everything, he pretty much lost her at that moment. Well, I saw when he mentioned your mother, I'm just like, nope, game's off. You can can (laughs) stop talking now. We're over. Yeah. I mean, she's never going to trust him ever again. That being said— she would make sacrifices and go along with what he wants if he presses the right buttons the mm. right way. Well, I think the the thing with Dalius is that 
he is so self-centered that he's not really able to understand Zamira's motivations because he just assumes hers are the same as his. And he, he made that very clear in this conversation when he was saying, like, we can be the most powerful mages on Vela. And you were like, I, what would you even do with that? And then he was confused, like, but, like, why wouldn't you? I thought I thought we wanted this. I yeah. thought this was our goal, right? Um, so, I don't know. I thought that was fun. That that whole conversation. First of all, I could see I could let you guys RP the entire day, and I'd be just sitting here with like M and M's and popcorn, being like, "This is amazing. <laughs> I love this. I could do this all day." It was such a fun conversation. Um, also, the fact that it was in like telepathic. Goddamn, loved that shit. My engineering brain was going crazy the entire time. I'm like, "Oh, I can do that. I can do that." Yes. I was so mad, though, right? Because I wanted Zem to succeed on her saving throw first or to have a portent that she could use because I was about to portent her ass right back because Daly is a <laughs> divination wizard. And it was going to be so much fun, and I didn't get to do it. I used them all. You did use them all. Well, the good ones. No, I think she had two bad ones that day. You had like a five and an eleven or something. <laughs> he just poked himself in the eye. With his <laughs> we can move on. I was like, "What happened?" I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but okay, Shar. The thing I want to talk to you about here, though, was oh, like, okay. Um, this was a a clever move by Shar. A very interesting finesse move to try to get an in with Alias. Um, by going down, trying to get some information, sending this bottle of wine, these things. Uh, what was Char's plan in that moment? Was it just like, this person is clearly more than what she seems? I want to know more about her? Or did you have an ulterior, like another ulterior? Oh, Char was trying to be Zem. Like, he was trying to approach this situation like Zem would because he saw how well, up to that point, like, things had so well accidentally fallen, fallen into her lap. He's just like, I need to do something like Zem would. And if that had worked out and he had gone in and talked to her about that, that situation would have been very, very different because Char's approach does not line up with how that's like that did not the the approach did not line up with what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But like and I've said it before, I would be excruciatingly dangerous as a charisma character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was just a really fun, interesting moment. But my favorite was just the absolute separation of Char versus Arthur, which is like, no, he was one. He wants you to bribe him. I'm like, you're right. Fuck. That was hilarious. That was really funny. Was a really good moment. Um, I want to know where um, Char learned those moves specifically, though. That's that's my follow up question. Which moves? Yeah, like all the like wine and dine. Like here you go. Well, it's because when we went to the tailor and, like, he saw how much power money has so, for so many people, it's just like, all right, like, if it's a wine, like, somebody who lives in Annenfell, and they're supposedly returning, like, let's use that as an approach. And it would have been a – it would – for him, it would have been a conversation over tea but as wine yeah. as opposed to being like, let's get drunk. Like, it's it, – That it's, is so funny because I know that Zamira viewed that as, like – not not the not what it was not the fine not the fine things and the money side but the like the wine and dine side like mm-hmm. the like um where are you going with this buddy side of he didn't things. know that was the funny i know part. i know i love that 
because he that's the thing when he approached it, it was i'm gonna be zem fuck <laughs> yeah because i don't think samira's worked a goddamn day in her life and she's got a lot of things a lot of pretty things mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so from there we jump to episode 45 problems children come in threes uh we finally made it to rena's party rafe shows up del and zuvi are yeah, there <laughs> Reg is looking yeah, dashing as ever. What I want to focus on in this episode, in this moment, before we get into the chaos of what comes after, uh, you both asked for this. You were like, we want to have a party. And I was like, do you really want to have a party? And you were like, we want to have a party. And then you were like, we want to have a masquerade party. And I was like, do you really want to have a masquerade party? Yeah. Here's the problem. I was on an Assassin's Creed kick at the time, <laughs> and they had the Venetian ball, like, with all, like, the the masquerades and all the through the sea. I'm like, that would be fucking awesome if we had that. And then you had mentioned it first, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength we for are, the first time yeah. ever. Um, I really, 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 really wanted that moment with Rafe. So badly. <laughs> I wanted Char to be uncomfortable in that whole situation. That's why I kind of pushed for it, which is very funny. But, like, you had to know that you gate you, you loaded the gun. This you is... put it in my hand. And you pointed my hand at a couple really important NPCs. You, um... First of all, no, you still fired. Second of all... <laughs> Yeah, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Um, Okay, but, like, it's going to be bad anyway. It is. It is. So, like, we might as well have had this grand, beautiful, dramatic, kind of sexy, like— It was very sexy. Yeah, like, this whole moment, it it makes the bad go down smoother. (laughs) Easier. Calm down, Mary Poppins. More painful. (laughs) I, yeah— Nothing's ever going to top Shawshank. Never, ever, ever. No, nothing. No. I might one day, but it's going to be a while. (laughs) I have to say that I... And you missed it. You missed it. In the moment, I know. It was like the playback. Anyway. But I think that... So, getting you out of Annenfell, um, I had a lot of different ways that I was considering going about it. But from the moment you started talking about the party, I was like... This is going to be the turning point of this campaign in a big way. Um, And it ended up being exactly that in episode 46, which doesn't have a name yet. Everybody get off my back. (laughs) Uh, It's been a rough week, guys, okay? Leave me alone. Yeah. The episode's title was I Wanted to Be One of You. Uh, Rena ends up being abducted in the middle of her own party by uh, some monks in Istin who... Uh, seemed to be plotting together, obviously. Uh, Rafe and Zem together managed to beat Varys, one of the keepers from the garden. We sadly end up losing Reg, Del, and Zuvi are unaccounted for. We also hear sirens in the distance and the acknowledgement that the king is dead. Shar and Zem have created this uneasy alliance with Alias in this episode. Uh, and they find out that she uh, works for Adria. 
this episode was a tough ride. Um, I know we were all kind of like crying, upset a little bit, uh, you know, definitely after, maybe even a little during. Losing Reg in particular was a pretty tough blow for all of us. Um, saying goodbye to Del and Zuvi, two more of my NPCs that I love after much, are Del being our TBK character that is probably our most well-known Um I'm still not really over it, <laughs> but, like, let's talk about these deaths. Uh, how are Zem and Shar handling it, or are they not handling it at all? Um, so this is going to be one more thing that Zem puts in that giant pit and, like, locks it up. Um, I am not, like, I'm struggling because there is a point in that fight where Zem very clearly made a choice, and then the result of that choice is that the other one died. Almost immediately. And, like, that sucks. <laughs> like, that's really hard. Um, so, like, that is, uh, like, if I feel that strongly about this, I know that Zmir is, that's going to take time. Which, um, I think it's the next episode, so, like, I'll wait to get into that. But, like, her reactions after the fact are, like, pretty crazy. Um, and I am a little bit afraid with this brand new, like, budding feelings that she's having with Rafe. Like, I feel like this could be uncomfortable for that relationship. Mm. Um, but time will tell. We will see. Um, as far as Reg goes, like, Reg has been a protector an ass but a protector from day one like the first time we met him um was at the queen's rest Mm -hmm. and i stood up and got in his way on purpose and he caught me and he was all damsel in distress i mean like i was playing it up but damsel in distress like whatever and it never changed the whole time even when i feel like reg might have wanted it to have changed and and be different like the the flirtiness that was his armor aside um every time we really needed something he was there so like that's gone we don't have that yeah anymore. that lifeline is just cut gone yeah i mean much like you making a choice between uh rafe and reg too um r- immediately before it it Char also needed to make that choice was do i save zem or reg because there was that option of if if he doesn't get you out of here as well, I mean, everybody dies. Because I think of everybody there, Char was the most scared of the two keepers. Yeah, because I mean, that he makes has, sense. Because he has seen the gauntlet in action. He knows how fucking terrifying these people are. And the the problem also was that because we were in masks he didn't know which ones they were which i wanted but that is 100% part of his decision making in general um with rafe shar if shar was a strategist he would have picked rafe over him anyway and this is a problem that i am now concerned with is the, the power and useful of magic items and who has what where um, but losing everybody in one go, I mean, that's just devastating. Yeah. And it made the next couple episodes hurt all the worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not going to get into 48 today, but uh, wolf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, like going into this, 
I knew. So to give a little background, and I didn't specifically make this as obvious or well-known in the moment because I wanted the listeners as well as the two of you to be confused about what's happening, to be approaching this fight from a point of utter confusion, right? Because that is the vibe here, right? The This thing that was happening in this courtyard it wasn't a monster. It was a spell effect. This was a, you have to be able to survive for a minute in this area and things are just going to keep getting worse. And so I knew based on what was happening in this encounter that your only options were going to be try to survive, which would probably not, probably not have gone well, uh, or escape. And if you escape, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. But I think in the moment when I knew that Reg was going to die, that was the first time in this campaign as the DM where I went, oh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. This isn't what I wanted. And then when Rafe stayed behind to try to get Reg back out, I was like, all right, I'm just going to roll Reg's um, death, saves. death saves. Just see what happened. Like, could he have survived? And I rolled like a five, seven, and a one. That was that was it. That and I was coffin. like— I was like, this is it. The dice have willed it. You know, I can't save him. There's no DM fiat here. He's he's dead. Um, and that wrecked me because Reg, I feel like as a person in this campaign has been so interesting, especially the two conversations that he had with the two of you about, like, your emotional states. That night that he stayed with Zamira and was like, you know, you are afraid of your own feelings. Like, if anything gets real, you run. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like called her out for it right there. And then again, like talking to Char later and being like, you are emotionally constipated. And I get why you're scared because something bad happened to you in your past. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a future. Right. Like these two conversations were so good. And that was the irony was Char was actually starting to work past it. Yes. And then it happened again. Yes. Char and Reg dancing during that whole thing. I was like, this is so good. And then immediately killing Reg, I was like, oh, oh no. God, I'm a monster. <laughs> I think the dance was my favorite part because we talked all the way back in 32. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. That you couldn't figure out if Reg was going to go over to somebody's room. And she, I had messaged you on the side. I'm like, if he goes to Char's room, he's not going to turn him away. Yeah. Yeah. And you you kind of flipped out like you're like <laughs> I know. Well, I get very excited when I get to flirt with my friends. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but that, but that's the thing. I, I also don't want to interrupt Zem and or Jen having their moment too because first of all, romance is not my bag at all. <laughs> like even kind of. <laughs> um so like I also had this conversation and I said that Zem was not emotionally bound. And so, like, if it was clear that there was an emotional bond forming, that she would step back. Um, but otherwise, how do I put this? Didn't really care about sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this, so, okay, 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 okay. We could get into this because, like, I had conversations with other people who were just, like, outside observers who listened to the podcast. and I And I said to them, like, Reg is definitely finessing a connection with both of these PCs right now. And it's so good. And like, I, and there are multiple people who were like, yes, the polycule. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that's the thing though, is like, there was like, I need, I need to make this because I thought I did incredibly clear that like Char and Zem 
our brother and sister. Like, maybe not by blood. It is never going to happen. So, like, for me, I know that I kept having Zamira, like, put Reg in the middle on purpose. Like, he would sit between us. Um, I would hold one arm while Char was on the other side. Like, that kind of thing. Because, like, Zem is not um, held up by these things. Like, she doesn't care about that. She doesn't care what it looks like to other people. Um, she just knows that, like, a relationship in that way with Shar doesn't feel right because mm-hmm. of because of the actual relationship that they have. So, um, <laughs> uh, she just doesn't... She doesn't care if they share just not at the same time. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> like we'll have to have split custody. <laughs> no, we don't because he's dead now. <laughs> I killed him. It was getting too messy. <laughs> he had to die. I never thought I'd hear that phrasing. <laughs> that thing. All right. So moving on from the murders. Why? <laughs> uh, no, our... but wait. Hold on. I okay. I was really bummed. I feel like I shut it out like as Jen um with Dell. Oh. Uh you're right. We should talk about that before we move on. So I I feel like this is the only problem with having a podcast versus a streamed game is that through the words that were said, it can come across that like maybe you guys didn't care and just let Dell go. Yeah. But like if people could see your facial expressions in all of these moments, they would know, obviously, that you guys didn't want to leave Dell there. You, Fuck no. You didn't want to leave Reg there, right? But you didn't have a choice, yeah. right? I mean, I think it's also apparent, like, Char literally, like, he was reconciling in general with Dell because he gave him holy water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I I think, too, um, I was really, really, really really focused in on Rafe and Char. And so, like, I, as a player, legitimately missed that. The sensory overload. Yeah, yeah. because there was a point where I was like, what? Um, I had, I, like, I also just to, like, reiterate, like, the streaming versus having a podcast. Um, we had a really heavy episode in which, like, I personally, like, broke down um, a little bit. And... Leo was prepping me she was like you know here you go here you listen to it but like just don't forget and like this is still in there so like you know whatever um and I'm listening to it I'm like I sound cold (laughs) I don't think you sounded cold at all I I thought that I was like you cannot tell that I was actually crying in that moment like you can't tell so like I I just feel like to listen to these moments and feel like we don't care about these characters. Like there was so much happening and like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like trying to make excuses. It is what it is, but like, I, I, it's weird to be in this position. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard because like I said, if people could see our facial reactions to these moments and the, the, looks of pain whenever it's your turn and you have to either if it's if it's the two of you you have to make the decision to keep running and not look back or like in my moment where I'm like I have to attack them right like yeah those like you can see it on our faces much better than you can hear it in our voices mm-hmm. yeah and it's it 
was such a shame too because like it's it's funny these tbk characters they are meant to be killed Mm -hmm. but the problem with that is like you've like we've grown attached to them like Dell represented so much brevity and so many terrible terrible moments um that even though like zem and Dell's relationship was very like cat fighty Mm -hmm. it was not serious like they i at least from Zamira's point of view, it was like um like a harmless. This is our relationship. We play fight kind of thing. Yeah. So that's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as we know, anyway. So much. And that's the thing too is we do not know that they are meant to be killed. Yeah, I mean, right. Shar don't so, know. So I mean, on a meta level, I think we've done very very good with that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, so now into the last episode of this core. Episode 47, um, you, the two of you, and Rafe, uh, begin to make your plans to leave the city. Uh, in that moment, you realize that Alias never returned back to the inn with Reese. You head to the barracks, and you find Reese has been murdered, presumably by Alias. You end up passing the night at a new hotel because you don't trust the one where you were. You find Erevan in the morning. He sends you to more bail where you're hoping to regroup there uh, in another place where you felt at least moderately welcome and safe. Uh, I want to talk about Reese's death here because this is something that um, wasn't planned. It felt right in the moment. Um, no, it didn't, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another example of... Something that was uh, kind of a tough pill to swallow because her whole character arc is very different from what I imagined from the beginning. Um, Char slash Arthur, you invested a lot of time into thinking about this character and what what she could be. Uh, and Char was really reaching out to her and trying to find a way to help her. How are you and him coping? Uh, in this moment, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm personally distraught, but I'm also very much like an unfeeling robot for the most part. So I was good. There was one thing that got me in 48, 49. 48? Yeah. And it was just like, oh, I didn't realize I actually felt for that. But we'll move on with that. Arthur, fine. Char, gone to the world. Like, he's not okay. No. Even a little bit. Um, He... First of all, I mean, he literally picked up a chair and tossed it. Like, he was absolutely The livid. chair that he had been squeaking across the yeah, floor. Yeah. It, it was, listen, that was. It, it was a joke, but it's just like, no, like, he needs to pick something up and fucking toss it to let, like, Zem and, and Rafe know he's not okay. Yeah, but the, the, the poeticness of, like, so at two separate times, Char went to see Reese, and he was kind of flexing a little bit on that moment by dragging this chair very annoyingly across the floor, right? And then whenever you made up your mind you were going to help her and you didn't do that, you didn't drag the chair that third time, you picked it up and you put it back so as not to annoy her. And then to pick up that chair and throw it after seeing what happened, those moments were so good. Yeah. They were so good. The, the... So I, I think we kind of we may have skipped over it on the recap. Shar had made a pendant yes, we as well um, right. out of glass for her. 
uh, in the the goddess's symbol, mm-hmm. and it was gone from the body when Char went to check on it. Yes, it was. Uh, there was also a secretary that was murdered in much of a similar fashion. Correct. Uh, as well as letters and notes and scribblings from Reese to Char. Yes. When she thought she was going to die the first time. Yes. So that actually worked out, unfortunately. Um, as far as Shar is going to a point right now where he genuinely thought both that people could change and there was hope for them to change and not that he had the power to change it, but to guide it. And now again, just completely shattered. Um, how, and, and as far as like what he's feeling towards, um, Alias, Alias, Alias. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want to kill her. He wants to sever her connection to Adria. Adria and just make her suffer for not being connected to a god. Mm. I'm down. Or make her completely useless. Speaking of TBK her. characters, Alias is a good one. Mm-hmm. You guys can thank Kay for that yeah. one. He did this to you. And, and, and <laughs> not also, me. I didn't do it. It was him. Yeah, but it, at the same time as well, um, Char's goal if aside from being whatever Zamira needs to to travel with to help her along the way is getting that pendant back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it does not belong to anybody anymore. Woof. Zem, you hated Reese. Hated her. Yeah, not a fan. So I I know that whenever I mentioned uh, that Reese had some, like, skin and stuff under her fingernails because she was fighting back against whatever happened, you were like, you know, good. Like, hell yeah. Is there any part of Zem that feels bad for this? So to be clear, when I said good, hell yeah, it was more for, like, a have that fire, have that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm I'm glad that you didn't go gently into that dark night or whatever. (laughs) But, like, um, I... Don't feel bad. <laughs> like, she made her choices. And I don't expect anyone to feel bad when Zem suffers the consequences of her choices either. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, if if Shar ever meets up with her sister, he is absolutely spitting venom in her, in her face with that. Like, you let her die. That'd be a good episode for the future. But uh, that's where we end this core. You all made it to more bail, and we pick up in episode 48. Uh, any last thoughts on this core before we uh, cut it? Well, I'm excited for the AMAs for these couple episodes as well, because I know there's going to be people that have more questions. Yes. <laughs> that we can't think of right now so many questions when people hear uh especially these last three episodes <laughs> they're gonna have a lot oh, of feelings gosh yeah i don't think so i'm i'm i yes we could continue to we discuss, continue forever for hours yeah um all right so we'll cut it there uh thank you all so much for listening we can't wait to bring you into core four uh wild things wild things are coming and, uh, you know, follow us on social media at Slay the Stars on Twitter 
at SlayTheStars underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find all those links on our website at www.slaythestars.com. And if you super love us, check on our Patreon at patreon.com slash slaythestars. That's it. Cut it. Bye. Do you want behind-the-scenes content? Monthly AMAs. Character creations to be killed. Patreon shoutouts. The access to our biggest fan or the most VIP of all, our coffee fund. Then go check out patreon.com slash slaythestars. You too can be more than just a fan. You can be a patron. Persomnia ad astra. Go to slaythestars.com for all episode, important link cast and character information.